Welcome to the Blue Dot Podcast. Please join us as we discuss what's happening in Harrison County, Indiana. Hey, Harrison County, I'm Elmer Ramos. And I'm Graylin Porter, and you're listening to the Blue Dot Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of the Blue Dot Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a new co-host. Elmer is not with us today. And if anyone is wondering out there where Elmer has been the past couple episodes, um, don't worry, he'll be back next episode. He is incredibly busy with his new business and, of course, the baby. And it's a great problem to have, but he needs a little bit of margin. So we've brought in some new co-hosts the past couple of episodes. And today we are joined by my brother, Alex Porter. Hi. Hey, hello. Hey, Gray. Yeah. Uh, wow. Thanks for having me, uh, giving me the huge honor of, of helping to co-host. I do feel like I have some big shoes to fill here <laughs> in Elmer's uh, absence, but I'll do my best. You, you've both been doing some awesome work with the oh, podcast. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I know you've had, you've had to hear a lot about it. You've had to hear a lot about it. So yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, if anybody's curious, you know, I'm like you, you know, I live with my fam uh, mm-hmm. right in the middle of Harrison County, downtown Corydon. Uh, work in marketing, but my schooling is in journalism. So Fabulous. Uh, informing the public is like near and dear to my heart. Yes. But if this helps paint a picture uh, for everybody listening, <laughs> just so they get a little, you know, flash view of what my deal is. Um, yeah. I consider the Indy 500 to be the greatest event on the planet. <laughs> uh, it's the Beatles, not the Rolling Stones. It's Star Wars, not Star Trek. It's Coke, and not it's- Pepsi. That well, I actually had Pepsi, not Coke, but that's okay. okay. That's okay. So anyway, um, thanks for having me co-host today's episode. I think we got some really good topics to dive into. Me too. And I'm really glad you're here. Um, we're gonna talk about well, first we're gonna touch on some local news. Been a big week for us, been a been a big couple weeks for us. I mean, lots of stuff is happening, and so we're gonna talk about it just a couple things, and then we're gonna get right into an interview with a uh, local downtown Corridan resident. Shane Snelling, who reached out to us because he is very passionate about the noise level of traffic through downtown Corridon, particularly on North Capitol as you're coming down the hill into town. And we decided to throw that question out to Facebook and say, you know, hey, what are your thoughts on traffic in downtown Corridon? Is it too loud? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of blew up, didn't it? it? Yeah. And it can, it, it did. It kind of blew up. So we thought this was definitely worth dedicating an entire episode to. So, you know, after the break, we'll get into it. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. If you love getting local updates from the Blue Dot, consider making a donation by visiting bluedothc.com slash donate. Blue Dot is made up entirely of volunteers and all donations go towards reaching out into the community and bring you the information you deserve. Any contributions will make a significant impact. Please visit bluedothc.com slash donate to make your contributions. Thank you so much. All right. And so now we're going to dive into the local news um, of the past, you know, week or two since our last episode. And we want to focus on just a couple stories, one which we put up on Facebook today as we're recording this. It's Wednesday, the 29th of June. Um, It's about the Amazon facility out in Lanesville. We've all seen it. Yeah, it's big. It's big. <laughs> it's a really, big, it's a really big building. I mean, every time I drive 
past it, which isn't often. I don't go, you know, on the Lanesville exit that often. But, you know, if I'm going on 64, you can see it kind of. And it's like, wow, that's a big building. I mean, that's yeah. just my first reaction every time. But then we knew that. That's <laughs> we what knew we that. all knew was coming. We knew yeah. it was going to be big. And so real quick, before we get into it anymore, um, if you're like, what are they talking about? I don't know. You you might want to go into our, our, our archives, excuse me, and look at episode 20. Uh, that's where we talked about the original proposal. And we actually even have video of the commissioner, not commissioner, but the planning commission's public hearing of it. Um, on our YouTube channel and you can actually see them vote for this facility. So that'll give you a full rundown, but basically the, the Amazon building that is on Lanesville exit is going to be a sorting facility. And it was supposed to open in October of 2022 and they were going to hire, I think 300 plus people. Wow. And it was going to be where trucks were just coming in and out basically like constantly 24 seven, right? 24 seven. I can't remember stuff. Yeah, I can't remember the number of trucks per day, but it was it was a lot. Right. It was an, it was a ton, and that it's all in there in that post. But um, anyway, so today, a couple of days ago, somebody called me and they were like, "I heard Amazon's not going in that building." And then someone else texted me and said, "Amazon has stopped working. Work has oh, stopped geez. on the Amazon." And I was like, "Oh lordy!" Oh no. <laughs> You know, the sirens were just like going off a uh, little yeah. siren emoji in my brain. Uh, so I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, put fuel on the fire to this until we find yeah. out if this, this is anything, you know, this hearsay or hearsay just, you or know, what. And of course, mill. Facebook was going. I had to dig a little to find it because in one of these groups, I think it was the Highway 135 community group. Somebody had posted oh, was that a thing. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about uh, the Harrison County groups. <laughs> so there's two Highway 135 community groups. One is kidding. there is one Highway 135 community. The other one is Highway 135 community parentheses. Let's be adults. Whoa. <laughs> and I don't know if that is like the legit. And the other one is the, you know, wild side of things. But we frequent both groups with our our posts. Okay. Sorry. I don't want to derail us. No, I think this is great. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, (laughs) somebody had posted in one of those groups, like when is Amazon opening? And then the comments and in that I discovered several people's comments. A couple people said, I heard it's a conveyor belt issue. They can't get this belt. They need to open. It's a supply chain thing. So rather than even, you know, I was like, how do we even find out about this? So I emailed Daryl Velker, who's the Um, director of Harrison County Economic Development Corporation and who presented the project originally and is kind of the point person for the county for the project. And he emailed and I just said, hey, I've heard this. I don't I don't want to say anything or even think about it. If it's not true, just what do you know? And he emailed me back right away. uh, Very gracious email and just let me know. um, So he said we have a a couple of quotes up on on the Facebook page, but he said that The Amazon representative has told me that they will not equip or put employees in the building this year. The company is evaluating all of their facilities for the best use at this time. Their plan is to open a sortation facility here in 2023, but there is not a specific timeline they could tell me now. I hope to be updated often, but right now I have no other details. Thanks for asking. Wow. So basically 
it's not opening anytime soon and we don't really know why. Wow. That's quite a response. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the plan, right? It was that supposed was, to open in It fall. was not the plan. And, you know, somebody had said something about him and this is not his fault. Like, no, no, no. Kudos yeah, to him for yeah, getting back I, and giving us oh, a clear answer. So I'm, I'm just so appreciative of him for responding. Like I just, was I'm so sure he doesn't glad. love it either. No, I'm sure he's like, Oh my God, my worst nightmare, you know, after yeah. Ariva and you know, all that, this was going to be a big win for the economic development fair, corp. still could be. And I think We're so. Not- So I have actually, I spent some time today trying to find, you know, how do you go about finding a specific employee that's in charge of something at Amazon? LinkedIn, maybe? I found, so that's where I ultimately did. I found this guy on LinkedIn who is the PR representative for this project and couldn't locate his email, but I think I found it in a roundabout way through LinkedIn and I emailed him. Now, I hope it's his correct email. So we'll mm. see if it is. Um, if it's not and I don't hear anything, I'm going to try again some other way. But uh, yeah, so we've tried to contact Amazon and, and see what they can tell us. Wow. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of shocking, really. You know, and I guess I could say it makes me a little nervous. But it just, there's just yeah. so many details we don't know. and It's not great. Like I, It's a developing story, though, as they say. Very much so. So, you know... I kind of think that the supply chain thing and the conveyor belt thing sounds pretty plausible to me. Sure. That seems pretty reasonable right now. So, oh. um, you know, I it could be, I, it could be an economy thing. Could I mean, be an you know, it's all hearsay thing. at this point, but yeah. the fact it, the fact though, is that we got the confirmation that it's not opening when they said it was and exactly. That's big. Yes. It's big news that it's not going to open in the year that they said it was yeah. let alone, you yeah, know, good point. Um, and yeah. without a knowing of when in the next year. Right. Right. And so that's just a little unsettling. Um, but mm-hmm. I do have a hard time believing that Amazon would purchase the land. So if you look on the GIS, Amazon still owns all the land. Sure. Um, and, and it's painted in Amazon's branding. Yep. So I have a hard time believing they would just not go through with it, given how big yeah. a company they are. But who knows? I don't actually know anything. They're so big though. And they have so much fundage. Yeah. They may not even care. That's true. But we're diving into hearsay at this point. Exactly. One thing I did want to just remind people of though is, um, and they, they can see this in the original post in the, the, the episode 20 is the, the deal from the County when it was proposed was that the County was, they gave $1 million to put a Hmm. gas line into the building. Okay. So that's that was the agreement with Amazon and the county. They would not go in unless they had natural gas to their building. And so Indiana Utilities was given a you know a one million dollar um, grant or brief. I'm sorry, refundable deposit from the county to put this gas line in, and that with the intention of they would pay it back over time from the revenue the building brought in. Well, if it's not open, they're not using natural gas and they're they're and Indiana Utilities is collecting no revenue. So that one million dollars, is that going to actually get paid back? Well, you know, and because uh, it has a time limit on it. If it's not paid yeah. back in a certain amount of time, then the yeah. county just loses it. So, you know, this being delayed another year or six months or however long it will sure. does make that a factor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so and just, after this recording, you know, this just 
broke, really. It did. So yeah. I'm sure we'll find a lot more we will. here in the next the next few yeah, days. Yeah, so just stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll keep trying to find out more about okay. it. Interesting update there. Mm-hmm. And then next is um the Harrison County uh fairgrounds. Mm. Yes. Near and dear to my heart, right across the street. Near and dear street. to your heart. That's one of the reasons we thought you'd be such a good uh, co-host yeah. for this, because you and I have a history at the fair, and it's, yeah. you know, specifically the grandstand, I'll be honest. The like, whole place. Yeah, it's cemented in my blood. <laughs> better, for, for better or worse, the fair is a big deal from yeah. childhood so, memories yeah. all the way through to teenager working there, then to us mm-hmm. running concession stands in the grandstand itself. Yeah. So when we were small, living across the street from the fairgrounds, there was a concession stand, a rather large one, right underneath the grandstand on the corner. Um, Great family friends ran it, and we worked in it. And then eventually we took it over as a family, and we ran it. And so I spent many hours as a kid walking up and down that grandstand from the bottom to the top selling Coke and popcorn. Yeah, some folks... Some of our listeners may have seen the the cotton candy machine mm-hmm. make an appearance at certain events. That's uh, a that's relic. Where that comes from. That's a relic. But anyway, from the fair. yeah. But we anyway, like the fair. Yeah. Well, basically. well, I don't well, know. You, well, we like. Well, I don't know if we like it. We're but. a house divided. I was never a huge fan, but I appreciate it no. and have a you know a fondness for it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, so the county or the Harrison County Fairgrounds Fair Board. I it, it's very confusing if it's the Fair Board or the Ag Society. Harrison County. Mm-hmm. agricultural society so they asked a couple weeks ago for six hundred thousand dollars for this new grandstand um it's from the u- county right from the from county, the county. Yeah. yeah from the county um it's a used grandstand you've done a little bit of research about this grandstand yeah, they want to buy i i have i mean if it basically you know they've looked at the one that's there now and their argument is the concrete's deteriorating you know, there's rust and they're going to have to do something about it. And as we all know, I mean, it's not like the biggest grandstand in the world, but honestly, it's not small either. No, it's pretty like large. If you've gone yeah. to other like fairgrounds, this is kind of a big thing. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to do something about it was their argument. And so, so what they found was um, <laughs> kind of random, but, <laughs> but a uh, old a NASCAR racetrack that no longer has races in Memphis, Tennessee, um, and they have a really, I think in their argument, a really strong grandstand that this company is repurposing and selling to mm-hmm. other places that need it. So, you know, it's a strong grandstand about the same size. So I think it would hold 5,000 people, Wow, which is about twice as much as the current one. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, you know, they, they had a proposal to showcase how great shape it's in. It's only 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Like new, it'll have a roof put on it when it's installed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And of course it costs less than buying a new one. Right. So they, they said that a new one of this size would be over $3 million. This one they can get for 1.8 million, but right. they, and, and they are going to get the funding from four different sources and the County is one of those. Um, and they need all four people to be on the same page in order to get it. So um, I don't have a ton of opinion on this. I mean, I think that the grandstand currently is old and needs work or needs to be replaced. And I don't really know if it is a great deal or if it isn't a great, you know, I'm not, I don't know, but I do. The only thing I think about it is I wish that their presentation had included some 
you know, information on what it might cost to refurbish the one we have as a comparable option to buying a new one. Yeah. I mean, that's my big thing. I mean, yeah. it's not the prettiest grandstand in the world, but if you walk up in it, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. um, and it fits the space well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if we need 5,000, you know, twice as many attendants, but they also mentioned that there's some strategy there. They want yeah. to maybe bring in concerts and other events. Concerts so, and like, uh, high school graduations was a big one that, that you could have like sure. an unlimited number of people come. Like right now, I think that each student is, uh, is limited to only two wow. people. Because wow. the gyms are so small. So that's an, yeah. you know, that's a plus. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't think I have enough to have a real opinion yet. Yeah, same. But uh, I would say, you know, I wonder if, like you just said, can you refurbish it? Mm -hmm. But if it comes down to a safety issue mm -hmm. and you're going to have to replace it anyway, because at some point, I don't know if you can refurbish some of this stuff. It's yeah. steel. I'm no engineer, but it's I'm, steel I'm, starting to rust apart that's holding this thing up and then you got these people coming up there is that safe yeah and here you got this one who i did actually a little bit of google maps mm -hmm. diving and i'm pretty sure i found the grandstand in question yeah. and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll once we confirm it's right we'll maybe share some shots of that but yeah but it looks nice it I does mean, it working yeah so, i do too i mean it looks pretty yeah. nice um it's and they said it's on. really nice they've been down to look at it and everything so yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll just keep tabs on it. I just thought it was kind of interesting because it it's such a large structure, like to be replacing in the in the county. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, and it'll be interesting if they do it because mm -hmm. that'll be something to watch from where we live. Yeah, yeah. All and new. Uh, if you want to know the history of the grandstand that we currently have, you can go back and listen to our Good episode with point. Jim Hayes, where yeah, he yeah. told the story of how that grandstand came from New from Louisville. Yeah, it's a really fun story. It came from yeah. I think like the baseball. Fields. Yes. So that it was bought the same way, really. It was. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, uh, just a quick update on pickleball. Um, Woohoo! Woo <laughs> um, we uh, at the latest council meeting on Monday, uh, the council voted unanimously to approve the ninety-five thousand for pickleball courts at. Buffalo Trace, and they did, you know, they were really sure to emphasize that it's not just pickleball, it's walkways, it's basketball mm -hmm. courts, it's um, several other items. So that that will be nice. happening. Pickleball is coming. And I just want to shout out if we have any pickleball players listening. I know that that they were not as happy with us as they could have been through that um, ter turmoil. But but I reached, I was really, really just happy with how a couple interactions turned out because a couple of them reached out to me and it could have been kind of a conflict and something that, you know, soured the relationship there, but we actually really, I told them, you know, what, what our goal was, how we were just trying to point out that the playgrounds need attention. They agreed and said that they, you know, would love to advocate for both. And we got both right. You guys we worked, worked through, through it. it and we've got playgrounds are coming. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing we haven't really touched on. Um, you know, Oh my God, do yeah, we ever. I mean, we've got a $3 million plan <laughs> from parks that is going to be presented probably on Monday uh, to commissioners for brand new playgrounds and boy, do they look incredible. I mean, it's, it's like, they're going to put a little miniature great Wolf lodge. <laughs> in our parks that's i don't know that doesn't make any sense 
and that's actually technically an indoor water park. But for they're going to put an reason, indoor water park in Hayeswood. That's what I see when I see <laughs> that. Yeah, that's what I see when I see it that. It really visual. is I'm a like, stunning plan. And if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, the there'll be links in the show notes. But um, you know, uh, message received. The parks uh, said, yeah. "Okay, you want playgrounds? We're going to give you playgrounds." Yeah, that's what you know. It, it went viral. <laughs> and, uh, it was know, a mic drop some... moment from Anna Scott. It was. It, she came yeah. in there and said, we need these playgrounds. And you need to ma- and... make a better plan. And they said, okay, we will. <laughs> okay. And they, they got to work. And to be fair, this is something they've been working on. And True. So, you know, maybe, you know, just wasn't out there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Message. Love it. Here it is. And more to come. We'll stay on it and <laughs> see how it goes as it yeah. comes to fruition, you know, because it's not nothing. And it's a major project. It's a I major, mean, major is, project at Hayeswood Park, especially. Yeah. Yeah. This is certainly not replacing the chains on all the swing sets and calling it a day. No. This is a major thing. Yeah. And they're replacing all of the Lanesville Park, too, right? Uh, yeah, so it's two Grisham. playgrounds at Buffalo Trace, one at Grisham Park in Lanesville, and then this massive uh, handicap accessible facility at Hayeswood. Cool. Well, um, awesome. Yeah, so we will keep you updated on all of that. I'm assuming we're going to get a lot more details about that on Monday, especially where they want the money from, because I know that American Rescue Plan has been thrown out there as an option for that. Um, so. Well, right. they'll, they'll probably have a better idea of where the money's going to come from on Monday. Awesome. Yeah, we'll stay on it. Mm-hmm. Keep, All every, right. keep, keep everybody informed. Okay, well, we're going to take a break and then jump over to our interview with Shane Snelling. Sounds good. All right. Okay, and we are here uh, now. We're back to talk to um, downtown Corydon resident Shane Snelling. Am I saying your last name correctly, Snelling? Yes, it's Snelling. Okay, great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, um, you live on North Capitol. I do. Okay, yes, and we are... I didn't think this topic was something that had a ton of interest until recently, but wow, people really care about traffic and the speed through downtown Corydon. And so that's what we're going to talk about. It's big. It's, it's big. big. Yeah. People and really care. The, and just to paint the picture, it's like, you know, that area north of downtown, you know, you know, as you're coming into the downtown Corydon, you know, you're flying down a hill. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's always been the toughest spot. And even when I, when I drive down there, you know, you cross that bridge, you know, the North Bridge, cross the creek, and you just kind of fly into that little valley yeah. before you go on up the hill down to the downtown. So that's right where your house is, right? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little valley, and then mm-hmm. that's part of the reason the the terrain is one of the reasons why why uh, folks folks speed because they're they're naturally uh, just kind of drifting like like we all do often when we drive. But uh, you know, the the main reason I'm here is to. To, to, I guess, get the word out about, well, it seems like the word's already out, but about the, you know, the, the speeding and noise issues caused mm-hmm. from the speeding. Yes. And then that now is the time to make, make for residents to make their opinions known in the, in the uh, 
new town plan update. So right. And you, um, you know, I kind of got ahead of myself. You know, you're, you are from Virginia originally. Oh, no. And, um, or no. Uh, Jeffersonville. Jeffersonville. I'm so sorry. Originally. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but I lived in Virginia nine years. So, okay. So, and then uh, came back. Right. Yeah. And, okay. and in fact, that's one of the things I've been, I've been around the world, you know, mm -hmm. lots of places and, and lived, lived there for a long time while I was there. I went, you know, other places for a long time uh, overseas and things. So, so I've seen some things, but when I came back home, I, I looked into where I wanted to live and Corden was a really nice town, it is a nice town. And so I chose to, to settle down here. My wife and I, we've got two little girls. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we want to raise our kids here, retire here, stay here forever. I mean, fell in love with it uh, right off the bat and mm -hmm. the friendliness of the, of the people, how, how just, this is this good, wholesome town, it's a great mm -hmm. place to raise kids. Yeah. I, I can tell you that, but so, so, so where, where I'm coming from is, is a place of love. I, I love the area, but it's, it can be so much better, which it always, you know, in the army, it's how you always improve your foxhole. So, <laughs> you always take the initiative and try to try to improve things. And because I live right next to this speeding, <laughs> this issue, I, I see lots of it. And it turns out my neighbors agree with me. That's a problem. And so it sort of, it looks like some of the downtown merchants and things. And mm -hmm. um, in fact, when I moved here, I, I wouldn't have moved to this particular uh, street and house if I'd known there was this much traffic, but yeah, uh, there's, no, there's only like 4,000 people in the town. So I thought it, it had no Couldn't idea. Be that bad. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. Yeah, and then it turns out I guess all four thousand, you know, go through downtown every every mm -hmm. day to and from work. So. Well, and and I think it's important for mm. us to to acknowledge that that Corydon is also unique in that it's not just tra regular traffic. We have a lot of semi trucks that go to and from Tyson, the Tyson plant, through downtown. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that and they run at night uh, often as well. Oh and yeah, they, they make a lot of noise. I mean. But you know, it's one of those things where we can, we can. I, th I think I can live with it. I would rather prefer if they didn't go through downtown. But I also, I'm certainly not advocating to take any negative action against Tyson because of the. Uh, I mean, they're such a key part of our community. Bring you know the jobs and and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think that the trucks that pass through should obey the traffic laws, as everyone should, mm -hmm. and, and 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 drive safe uh, or safely. Mm -hmm. And maybe to that point, you know, maybe you can kind of give us, you know, your high level view, because I know you've researched, researched this heavily, like kind of give us your high level view of the major problems you see in your neighbor's experience, you know, sure. um, so kind of walk us through, you know. Well, first off, I mean, you guys know that I, I wrote a paper about it, and that was only because I was quarantined with COVID <laughs> in my bedroom where I had to listen to this noise more than often, or yeah. more than normal. And yeah. then got really Would bored. you be up for us putting that in the show notes? That sure, paper? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay. Again. Cool. And and <laughs> so it was just uh yeah, I'm kind of a nerd from for my hobby. And when I was bored, I wrote a paper. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I put on on paper what you know, kind of like the the things I've thought about over the uh, over the years of living here. So what what I've noticed is that uh, okay, so I live on North Capitol Avenue, but the the problem is. This particular place is probably worse because of, of the terrain, the hill that mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned earlier, Alex. But the but it's bad on Chestnut and also throughout downtown. I mean, you can see it on Elliott and the sides. But uh, for the most part, folks, uh, there's a lot of traffic, and I think they come off 64 um, and they cut through town and they go to 62 or they go to other parts of town. I think most of the through traffic comes from I don't have any 
have data to back this up, but I don't, I don't think the residents downtown. Uh, mm -hmm. They're not residents in town. They're, they're people cutting through because it's quicker and easier and instead of taking 135 and then 62 or, or going around town. And uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, uh, that's just my hunch. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's really interesting because I never really thought about that. I've always Me just thought it's just people. Of course, you know, I live across the fairgrounds on the south side of town, so I'm always going down there, go back and forth to you mm -hmm. know, the groceries. And well, things. and but I never thought of it as, as a uh, shortcut connecting those two roads. But right, if you look it at does... the map, it makes sense. I mean, coming yeah, because the way it's kind of like diagonally goes through. I, I think I think so. I, I don't know for sure. I just know. Uh, you know, I'd like to you know, follow folks around, but I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not that crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, sure, I'm sure someone could do some analysis. You know, the dot or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the traffic flow. Um, I I used to play a game. I can't do it in my car now. I have a Subaru, but I used to have a um, a smaller car that that when I was at mm, let's say El Napolito, I would stop. Mm -hmm. I would take my foot off the gas and let my car slow down, like as it came up. So you could make it, and I don't, I mean, I'm assuming I was probably a little bit over 30 miles per hour, but it was just this dumb game I played that you could not press the gas all the way down the hill, and then it would slow you down going back up, and you would be able to get all the way yeah. to the library yeah. without hitting the gas yeah. if you got yeah. the green lights. <laughs> anyway, but... Um, yeah, you could, you could pull it off. You can watch yeah. your, gas, your gas mileage uh, get better <laughs> on the... It was just no, really what dumb. I've noticed, I mean, okay, so it's, it's, it's like, it's kind of the train, the cultural and psychological. Folks have always done this their whole lives, growing up around here probably. Mm -hmm. If you're coming down, and it, it works, it's both ways. But if you're coming down the hill uh, from from El Napolito, you know North Capital, it's 40 miles an hour, and then it drops to 30 at the bottom of the hill, which is when you're, you're like going the, worst, the fastest. When you're going right. the fastest. Yeah. But then, as you come up the other side, it is another little bit of a hill up the other way. Then that then folks feel like that the bottom of the hill slowed them down, and they've got to give it gas to go over the hill, and mm -hmm. then that works both ways. So I think folks are accelerating, but I think psychologically too. You're, you know, you're up by El Napolito and, and you just got off the interstate and you feel like you're in, you're on a highway and then suddenly you're not, you're downtown and, and then this is just kind of like the transition zone, the, the corridor into, into downtown. And uh, so, so you've got a lot of traffic cutting through, you've got a lot of traffic speeding and, and then they're not consciously, you know, slowing down. I was out there with my, my new radar gun Friday, yeah. uh, afternoon, and this morning, and, and I'm gonna, you know, eventually well, collect I, I want to know, like, can you just buy one of those? Just anywhere? Yeah, like, you can just yeah, buy they one. Use, I got it off the internet, uh, off of Amazon. I mean, they, they, uh, it, they don't want one now. I mean, it's for like, uh, you can measure baseballs. Gotcha. Baseballs oh, yeah, gotcha. Duh. Okay. Yeah. So, it, it's, so it's not like the top of the line, like the, the police use or anything. Right, right. But so, so yeah. I did, I did just, just, Got a little bit of data. I didn't didn't actually record it, but we're talking uh, in the, in the thirty zone here. F folks were going about, you know, in, in the forties, mid forties, and then up, up to like you know low low fifties. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's and so that's you know, and again, they're naturally just just naturally doing this. It's the natural way that you drive because people drive the way that feels safe to them, and that's when we talk about traffic calming. Traffic calming makes it tries to change the psychology and change driver's behavior so that so that it feels the roads are narrower mm -hmm. and so that it feels 
like it is obvious subconsciously to the driver that they need to slow down and pay more attention. And that's that's how traffic coming really really plays to it. But it's not just the uh, the speed. The speed causes a lot of the noise problems. So, mm -hmm. so of course the speed's dangerous. Uh, we have pl plenty of pl plenty of, of da danger from the speed. Uh, my my truck back in uh, 20, 2019, no, 2020, in 2020, mm -hmm. I had my truck parked out front uh, of my house, in, you know, in front of my house, yeah. and a car totaled it on a Sunday uh. morning at like 11. Car slammed in the back of it, ran, yeah. over, uh, it ran over two road construction signs, flattened them, and then Jeez. flipped my car around, my truck around backward. It was just parked. Mm. Yeah. Well, one thing I've noticed is that, you know, it's happened to me more times than I can count when you're going through, um, you know, out of town past your house on North Capitol, that area, that shoulder, so many people think it's a lane. And I guess yes. that would be what you're talking about with traffic calming, you know, narrowing that down mm -hmm. um, sure. would, would eliminate that. But, but so many people, yeah, just think that's a lane. And if you even have, yeah, I mean, cause hardly any of the houses do park their car along the street but they could if they wanted to and well, that's they don't because they get yeah. totaled yeah that's exactly yeah. why yeah uh, i know of uh of mm -hmm. mine and i witnessed another one yeah we had somebody <laughs> comment that that yeah that happened to them on the the post today and then uh yeah, yeah if you turn if you turn left anywhere on the on, on these roads because the shoulder's so wide uh cars will pass you on the right which is also illegal. Oh, that happens wow. all the time like for your kind of turn left on elliott street and you just got people flying this is where right. i always i yeah. always left you know so yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah wow so it's it's really like you know your first problem is there's just you know you have a strong theory from what your observation is that you've got a lot of traffic just going through there that isn't even necessarily going back and forth it's just a lot of through traffic mm -hmm. and then you compound that with the speeding because you know you're going everyone on both directions you know I, I talk a lot about that bridge but yeah it's both directions because everyone's just going downhill mm -hmm. into a valley yeah you would know that it's 30 and you wouldn't know yeah. that it, and and, and um, we're talking about north capital that's where i live but yeah i mean in downtown by the square folks are you know it's 20 and, and folks are blowing blowing through it's, and, and i don't i don't see it as destination traffic you don't see somebody blowing through at like 50 through downtown to, to go to frederick's you know, yeah they're cutting through so it's it's not like it's these are people are going to spend money downtown for the most part right it's just cars downtown in downtown Corridor. and i got a big side note like we were talking this is the hard-hitting local news that we <laughs> yeah i know we're having, we're having an problems, conversation but... about a, or about a hundred feet of road <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah, hey I but hey, i mean that's we're, what we deliver that, we mean, deliver the goods i mean what are you gonna hard, what are you gonna say hard journalism there I, I yeah i was gonna make a comment though and i think it's i think this has always been on my mind Traffic is aggressive in downtown Korea, and I know this because we live in years, downtown. I mean, yeah, I, live, I live in downtown. I live right across from the fairgrounds. Um, and so I walk downtown a lot, walk to the library, walk to the different businesses. Uh, and I worked for years in the middle of downtown Louisville, um, working out of the Cur Courier Journal building. So a lot of times, you know, I would walk blocks to get lunch across 4th Street. I would actually jog downtown so i i had a lot i had a lot of experience with the traffic in louisville and what's fascinating to me and this is the truth the traffic in downtown louisville is way more 
uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking Manageable for. Manageable as a pedestrian? Yeah, kind of yeah. Bingo. Yeah, Manageable yeah. as a pedestrian. They're aware of pedestrians. They're aware of pedestrians. But even beyond that, you know, they obey the lights. So when you come to an intersection and you get your little light walking person light, the traffic's let you walk. That doesn't happen in downtown Corey. Nope. Anytime you cross, if you cross the road in downtown Corydon and you've got your little walking light, a car is going to turn yes. onto your road in front of you. Because they get the green and they, they think that means they, they, they go. They do not know they have the right of way. And so and maybe it, it's because the county is rural and so they're not yeah, uh, used no, to. I get it. I yeah, get yeah. it, but it is, a, it, I, it's very obvious. It's about education and it's about uh changing the behaviors through through psychology yeah. you know and, th and through just you know the 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 visual cues and that's what, what i talk about uh traffic coming and then it's so so we've got the safety issue that's one thing but then the, then the noise which is obviously true trucks are get cars getting totaled you know kids are getting you know nearly run over i've witnessed that myself i mean uh but, but then you get the noise problem so this creates a, a lot of noise which you know diminishes kind of the, the, the town's goals of a, of a downtown, historic downtown destination uh, tourist location. Mm -hmm. And when you have folks uh, driving through lots of times, so sometimes it's semi-trucks, uh, sure, but really the, the biggest offenders of related to noise are uh, big oh. pickup trucks and yeah. muscle cars with aftermarket exhaust and, and you know and, and we've and talked so, about that before my mom has mentioned that before um we on ridley have a lot of and we, we you know we live at the base of the hill on ridley sure. so people we'll accelerate, you know, you hear it. yeah come down the hill yep. and um you know we we talk about that all the time it, you know and that's what a noise ordinance would do and as far as i know the town of cordon does not have a noise ordinance at this they, time they don't from what i researched it but i, I do know that that was uh, the the 2015 comprehensive town plan. It yeah. was there. It was one of the suggestions, and they even included uh, Bloomington, Indiana's noise ordinance as an example of. I mean, it gave them the noise ordinance. Yeah, and so I think that that is something like we could actually advocate for, and that could be definitely, um, you know, within our reach to to get the town to do because, you know, that th these trucks that are so loud. I mean, just overwhelmingly loud. Um, you know, if we had a noise ordinance, there would be some kind of recourse for that. Well, then we're talking about enforcement because we also have yeah. speed limit. It's already the law and that's not enforced. And I understand the police probably don't have the manpower. I mean, they can they can pull people over all day, one day. And as soon as the, the cars pass, as soon as the cop's gone, it happens again. And in mm -hmm. fact, uh, one, one of the uh, cars on my road that I witnessed, a parked car that was, you know, totaled by, by a a speeding truck um when the police came so the truck ran off uh actually it was hit and run but but the county cops came to kind of secure the area and wait for the town cops to come clean clean up and so they're out on north capitol on a uh sunday night at like 9 10 p.m and you know a good amount of traffic coming down the hill and they've got the police lights on and cars are still going by at, at 45 50 miles an hour so uh, enough that the policeman had to start flashing his flashlight at him to signal to slow down. So that applies to me again. It's psychological. These the folks, the drivers driving through here don't even perceive that 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 they're speeding because it naturally mm -hmm. feels like we're, 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 yeah, yeah. That, that the speed they should go. So <clears throat> I think with, with enforcement, that that you know it, it depends on the practicality of with how yeah. much the police that they do have yeah. and how many they have 
but I think mm -hmm. I mentioned uh, before, often in places, if, if you're out on a two lane state road, you come into a small town that goes right through the middle of the road, it, it drops from 55 to 45, all the way down to like 25 usually fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. And at least in my experience, I've always known that that's a place where Bingo. you slow down because yep. the police have speed tracks. It right. becomes, uh, you get the reputation of having a speed track, uh, of being a place that is, where the speeding or if you've got a noise ordinance is not tolerated. I think uh, we don't have that reputation here. And I think the only mm -hmm. way to get the reputation is to establish it by I, some kind of saturated enforcement. And is, then, yeah. And, and, and then it would, it would last for, for years. Because, right, you know, I right. think about my driving. So let's say, you know, when I'm going along and I'm going in and out of maybe Salisbury, in and out of Palmyra, um, any of these towns, you know, on these highways, Lanesville is my, the number one I think totally. of. Yeah. I always mm -hmm. slow down. And I think most people do because, yeah, it's a speed trap. I think the problem we have there on North Capitol is what we've already talked about before. It's these hills. That hill. It's these hills. It's that hill. Yeah, and I think, well, yeah, it is. And they, I think the, the, the speed limit would probably have to reduce a little earlier. They, they may need to put, you know, like the the – the flashing yellow light on on the uh, a flashing speed, yellow uh, light there would be huge. Yeah, those are a thing. Well, and 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 the and the you know the idea of a speed trap. You know, there's no speed trap to me that works better than the one at Georgetown. Oh, I don't know. I mean, when I'm going to Louisville, as soon as I get to Georgetown. I'm dropping to 55 and putting my cruise control uh, uh, on because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know there's going to be a cop from Georgetown at, to right. the bridge somewhere. It's just like when I go, uh, I think it's over Sellersburg, but yeah. you know where the state police are. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. like, I got a ticket there when I was 17 years old. So we're talking yeah. like 25 yeah. years ago, and I know you don't speed there. Right, and so to me, that's a great that's a idea. Thing. I never thought of of like a speed trap in that way that it it tr conditions the people that. Yes drive it all the time rather you know because because typically when i go through georgetown and i see that they've pulled someone over it's always a truck you know they probably didn't <laughs> know it was going to yeah. be there yeah yeah um yeah but it gets everybody else that's driving it habitually right. to slow down um Do so yeah that's that's opportunity of, this is me just going crazy maybe this is just humor but i'm like you know like scarecrows <laughs> keep birds away but it's not a real person could we like just build a fake police car and park it at the bottom of the hill yeah, yeah. Scare it, police, police car. yeah. yeah like an yeah. art installation yeah well you know uh when i used to drive when i first went in the army i'd drive through through uh yep. on dixie highway coming from the louisville area to, mm -hmm. to the fort knox and a town called West Point, another place that had a reputation of a speed trap. So you didn't do it, but the, for, for years they had like a, an old like Crown Vic. Yeah. Like it was like a police car they didn't use. Well, mm -hmm. So this has happened. You know, yeah. slow down. So I thought it was making a it joke. It has happened. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's, and, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I wanted to come back to is um, the town plan that you talked about. So uh, this upcoming, it's a countywide project. I think the foundation is the ones over it and it's a town planning initiative and i know that they've already kind of been through the process with palmyra um may, i could be wrong on that um they've they've you know gone through it's a timeline where they're doing all the towns in in the county and kind of reassessing what the town wants for the future and having these public meetings and so Corydon is coming up i think yes. and that's why you mentioned this is a good time to be talking about this yeah and the way i came uh I came upon that is okay. So I moved here, 
love the place, but I, I couldn't sleep. Uh, I put mm-hmm. here's the noise I put in. And to give you an idea about the noise, I mean, uh, sometimes my, my walls vibrate, depending mm-hmm. on how I've had things fall over. Uh, it started breaking my heart when my kids, especially my youngest one, would run to us and tell us that, you know, wake up and then run to us and think there are monsters out there, wow. road monsters and things. So, so I, and I've got an acoustic window insert to put in. But so I, so I, so I had decided I was going to move, uh, mm-hmm. but I needed to stay for the two years. So I didn't have to pay, I guess, uh, as much tax on my, you know, I had to pay taxes like income on my, right. my house. But after about a year here, we fell in love with the neighbors and, and, mm-hmm. and we're really close. I mean, we, so, so that's why I feel strongly about it again, because uh, out of love, but then, so I researched, I Googled, you know, what, what you know, looked around all, all the documents and found the court, the 2015 court and comprehensive plan. And lots of the, the pieces of the plan have been implemented. They've got things in there like trails and, and, it, you know, I, I think even maybe, maybe Rice Island was there. Lots of things, very well thought out plan. Uh, it was done by some, uh, by a consulting firm, the, the current one, and they're updating it now. And the current one is, this consulting firm is TSW Design Group. Okay. Uh, Taylor looks like Seifker Williams. Mm-hmm. I think they did the last one too. And, they, and if you look up their website, they've done a bunch of things all around. They're based out of Indianapolis. So well thought out professional plan. Mm-hmm. I discovered chapter seven, transportation. So, so mm-hmm. I wasn't just a crazy guy who was alone. They had identified road noise, uh, the traffic issues through downtown. I wow. mean, all the things we just talked about were identified in this plan. And then uh, the plan recommended solutions and those were traffic calming measures. Mm-hmm. And so then I started to ask some folks, this is a few years back, 2018, 2019, uh, you know, anyone I talked to in the, in the local area, you know, they read the plan, folks weren't aware of the plan. And the plan took public public input too, mm-hmm. and and even the, uh, the 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 town council at the time t- told me, well they didn't think they they were going to do that part of the plan, the traffic coming. So my thinking was, okay, I could, if it's going to be a few years, I could wait it out. You know, the, it's you know, so I don't know if if the town plans to do anything like that. So my, my argument is, first for any 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 citizen or resident who wants to have input into this plan, they should go to the, the website and give input. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the this group is gonna take public input, uh, develop an update to the, the coverage of town plan. And, and then, and I, I don't think it's binding, but then I imagine it, it gets adopted and it'll be posted somewhere. And and so this is just an update where the other towns in the county, I think are, are doing developing, mm-hmm. developing there. Yeah. So I think that yeah. anyone should put any kind of input they can and then also fo- you can sign up for uh, email updates mm-hmm. and follow the schedule of when their towns are go- going to take their public input. Right. As far as I know from, and Alex, is because you went to the town council meeting, I think that Corden is taking public input at the farmer's market yeah. on July 29th. Yeah. Well, I think people people just don't know about that. And, and I think also it's they, the town council needs right. to hear it because, you know, when people talk about traffic and noise i think sometimes the public has a kind of a vibe of like well i mean sorry about your luck you live on a busy street you know stop blinding yeah it's not that that's not entirely true i mean the reality is that's a busy road i get it but it, ha- it is kind of eye-opening some of the stuff you're saying and about windows crack you know rattling and the speeds and then i know Gray, you may mention it. We we put this out on social 
about the traffic and we're getting a lot of comments mm-hmm. in just a couple hours from people. So yeah, you know, there really is something to that space, mm-hmm. that area. And, and I should also mention Shane's house is not as close to the street as some of his neighbors. I mean, if you're on the other side of that, no, if you're in one of those houses even, yeah. on the, um, on the other side of that street along the Creek, you're like, I'm just eyeballing, but you're probably, you could be literally 20 feet from the road. Like yeah. right on the road. And that yeah. for them, I can't imagine what this is like. Yeah. And I and I've talked to them and, and folks, you know, once I once I bring it up to, to yeah, folks live in the area on the street. And it also must through town. Like mm-hmm. Italy, sure. it's pretty bad too. Um you, you know, people they have the same feelings. They just all think it's a thing they've mm-hmm. got to deal with and no one's listening. And I, I just happen to be the one that's uh yeah. vocal about it. And also have to have the uh, COVID quarantine <laughs> And it takes, time to, it does just take somebody to, to kind of like, de- you know, donate some of their free time yeah. to organizing, um, you know, and it, similar thing in a success story is we, we have, um, we got a four-way put in on Ridley. This was in 2016, oh, okay. 2017. Yeah. Um, you know, and the way we did that, it's right at, you know, we're, my house is on the corner of the four way, um, is we, you know, work together with our neighbor who, um, you know, it's pretty well known. If you look at our houses, uh, we don't agree on a lot of things, um, uh, <laughs> politically, uh, but, but he and my husband worked together to get this four way put in and went to, town, went to the town council together and, um, right. got the rest of the, the neighborhood on board. And so, yeah. Well, well the, uh, making a place a nice place to live and the safety of our kids and all that is a place where uh, all political persuasions, yeah, I think, can, yeah, can and, and again, face to face interactions and and working together on what you care about and and finding that common ground is really important. And so, things like this, yeah, we were joking at the beginning, it you know, we're talking about traffic on one street for an hour, but but this is the kind of stuff I think that brings people together, and then once you're together with people you may not necessarily be together with you can can go from there and it it creates for a better environment for everybody yeah so i would just um suggest that folks yeah give their input to the town plan uh and then for this particular case if you if you agree that something needs to be done uh mm-hmm. email the town council because they all their emails we'll are on, the, on the town council website mm-hmm. yep and then go to the the, the harrison county planning initiative and provide your feedback mm-hmm. in that fillable form and then and then i would say we will push that meeting yeah. so that if there you said the, oh, yes the so if the, the farmer's, farmer's market, market then the, after that i bet you they have another maybe that is the meeting because says the other towns they're having a separate meeting like at the town hall but i wonder if that's what they're using as the meeting so yeah, I think so because I gotcha. think it was because it's just an update. Um, before the, I think the, the first time they did, you know, they had folks get mm-hmm. together and do working groups and and you know brainstorm yeah. on dry erase boards and yeah, uh, this, okay, this is just updating. And then so my argument is we we've you know we're talking about this, but the, the old town plan already identified these problems, mm-hmm. already identified solutions to the problems. So I'm just asking, uh, you know, for for the the council to take a look at that and and implement those things now. There are some, some. First off, I'll I'll talk a little bit about what those those solutions are, and they're mainly uh, what's called a gateway project, and and with, with traffic calming measures that are like planted medians. So you're talking talking about narrowing the lanes, 
putting these uh, center kind of mediums mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. uh, trees and things like that. That helps break up the noise, but it also makes it feel like uh, to drivers that they need to slow down. It's a, it's a obvious visual cue. Now you're in town. Mm -hmm. Now, now in, in, in my opinion, I think they could put the you know, old time. Land I'm envisioning like something like that's it, in downtown New Albany. And, yeah. and didn't you also mention, yeah. you know, that the, you don't need cars parked on both sides of the street necessarily. Would that open up space? I think that's a big piece. Right. Yeah. So they'll um, the the original plan. If you look at the look at it, they had, I think it's the the north side, but the side the side uh, across from my side yep. that has the um, it, it 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 would it would still retain right. its parking because they don't have back back interests and all of us on our side have mm -hmm. have back interests but th those things uh, they they have curbs that um that uh and the design that would jut out at certain places like turns all, all this is just they're basically obstacles but they're visual cues for for people to slow down and 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 they and they work there's a good amount of you know academic uh literature to show that they work and and, and these are things, not only would they work, I think they would make the town look, mm -hmm. look yeah, nice. Totally. As you enter town, you see these beautiful mm -hmm. old houses, historic houses, you, you know, you could have the these these trees in the middle with potentially uh, mm -hmm. old-timey lampposts and, you know, flags and I all that kind of stuff. I could just see it in my mind, And it would be uh, the original plan had yeah. also on Chestnut Street, so 62. And it's all, you know you you're announcing to to people now you're mm -hmm. in town now you obey the speeds and and yeah. and just respect us you know that's, that's just a little respect for the folks who live work yeah. and 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 play here and I think that would mm -hmm. make things safer yeah make it easier to live here people just need yeah. to be vocal and anyway I, I'm, yeah. I'm an advocate for traffic coming <laughs> yeah and and that's why mm -hmm. I mean, I love well, the we town. we thank you so much for coming on um you know again uh, we've said it a million times like this is an unexpected issue but it is something that well, you know surprisingly i feel very passionate about look. yes there are but, bigger you know, issues hey, out there but uh, no one else is covering this one so we might as well talk about my it. eyes are open to it i mean i've lived here my whole life for the most part and uh, always knew that was a place that you could kind of go fast through but i never knew it was quite that bad so i kind of feel mm -hmm. like and then i also have to make a call back we just need a noise ordinance for the whole town. yeah I think you know, that's they, it. Yeah. Get me on my soapbox about these trucks and their uh, mm -hmm. exhaust. You know, I'm kind of a grumpy old man. I turned 40 last week. So maybe, <laughs> this, is my, my, maybe this is my age yeah, starting to come out a little bit. But yeah. we never had, we never had oh, believe me, vehicles this loud when no. I was growing up. And it's out of control. It's just very totally out of control. Well, I mean, I understand. Exactly, I'm these guys yeah. are teenagers and things like that. And it, yeah. I think it's cool. And I, I did, I, look, I had the subwoofer back <laughs> mm -hmm. in the 90s in my, in my, my mm -hmm. car and everything. So, look, in 1998, I would have been, if I came through here, I would have mm -hmm. blessed my stereo, disrespected oh, speed limit, and everything. Uh, yeah. But there would have been yeah, an old what, man. Yeah. What, would, what would the music have been? What would you have been playing? What would you have been? Uh... Oh, 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 it would have been yeah, gangster rap. <laughs> yeah, of course. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was yeah. from Jeffersonville, right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a big, big city. But you know, Blink 182. Oh, that's my, that was 20. my uh, area uh, back then. Yeah, I'm the oh. old Green Day Dukey Weezer. The pop. Oh, oh certainly Weezer. Oh, Weezer. Weezer, that's Alex's. Uh, Blue know. album. Yeah. Everything else is a little, a little yep. uh, spotty, but Blue Album is probably my favorite album of all time. Yeah. It yeah. is top, top, yeah. 
Right, well, are you moving to recommendations? Yes, I, I you want to join us? That would be great. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, so I have a book. So I told you I mentioned I'm a, I'm a nerd. Yes. And so this book, I'm almost done reading it now. It is uh, called Robo Soldiers. Okay. Thank you for your servos. <laughs> so that is, uh, yeah, no, that's like uh, it's, it's, a, it's like a military science fiction type of book. Okay. And so it's kind of like a dad joke mixed in with a science fiction based on thank you for your servo, servos. Yeah. But anyhow, I don't normally read the, this this kind of stuff actually. Um, I happen to know the the editor of it. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and so it looked like something my dad would be interested in. So I bought it for my dad's my dad's uh, birthday coming up. And decided mm -hmm. to go ahead and read it myself. And uh, anyway, it's it's a it's a collection of short stories, uh, science fiction short stories. They're they're mainly they're related to like military science fiction. So it's mm. kind of like future of, of technology sure. with Black Mirror-ish at all. Do you watch Black Mirror on Netflix? I do, I do. So yeah. I love that show. Yeah. Um, so a little somewhere, not not quite as dark. Okay. Um, like, <laughs> right. like ones like the they've got these mechs or whatever or or like you know yep. they're in back in afghanistan it's like the next iteration of afghanistan and uh using those kind of like uh, boston dynamics type of oh yeah i love Ooh. watching those there's a good black uh, mirror episode about those, those dogs, little dogs. Oh. dogs oh i don't think i've seen that one. Oh. oh yeah so the dog, like, like one is about uh they're just using them as, as tools but one is like the dog kind of gains a little bit of like dog consciousness but it's still like a dog and it's connected mm. to, a, to his owner or his master who's a soldier and then oh, there's a wow. one about like a woman veteran who has uh ptsd and this is you know we're talking like 50 years in the future so she's got a, an implant that's supposed to help her cope with that and mm. in her brain so she sees like this almost wow. like a paper clip on uh, microsoft word yeah got a little, little yeah. person that appears in her brain to help her cope with things that, that trigger her but it's it's really Cool. They're I really love fun. books like that. Yeah, I yeah. like it. And it's short stories. And they're all written cool. by uh, veterans for the most part. Oh, oh wow. Okay. okay. Well, well, we'll definitely, authors, yeah. we'll definitely have a link in that to the show notes. That's a great wreck. Um, Alex, all do you right. have anything? I do. I do. I've got an interesting okay. one. Um, it's a YouTube channel. So oh, look at you. Look at you, young I kid there. What the kids I these know, days YouTube. are doing. Is, is channel, is channel the right word yeah, for it? It's, it's a like, channel. But uh, it's a YouTube channel called Closer to Truth. Okay. And uh, they call themselves the go-to resource for cosmos, oh, no. consciousness, oh, and meaning. Okay. And it's led by a guy named Robert Cook. <laughs> And uh, I just kind of go down a wormhole with this. I've been enjoying it this week. Um, they have massive amount of videos. Yeah. I think they also are on PBS. But basically, they dive in and they interview uh, professors or these crazy, you know, like um, astrophysicists. And every video is about 20 minutes long where they just sit and this professor riffs on a topic. And these are the topics, some of my favorites. What is self-awareness? What is self-awareness? Correct. And then it's just 20 minutes of this, you know, professor talking about wild theories and philosophy. Wow. And I kind of just kind of get in the zone listening okay. to them. Uh, my personal favorite is called Why Black Holes Are Astonishing <laughs> with Leonard Susskind. And, you know, he just, 
you just kind of get hypnotized yeah. by talking about these insane, you know, concepts. Um, yeah. Theories, yeah, I'm gonna look up that up like, as soon as we get done. With this. I, this yeah. Is... Oh, yeah. Like the other one, like why is there something rather than nothing? Oh. And it's an interview with a guy that's gonna okay. talk about that for 20 okay. minutes. So it's just a really nice way to kind of relax <laughs> and meditate and be like, whoa, this is some heavy stuff. So that's my nice. recommendation. We'll we'll have we'll have oh, links absolutely. To Closer to truth, YouTube channel. Closer to truth. Wow. Okay. Um, mine is very short. Uh, I have a food product um, that is available at the JC store. Uh, it's the Lao Gan Ma Spicy Chili Crisp in a jar. Have any of you guys had this? I would have said like you had a sponsor now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, yeah, I know I know that a couple of people of our listeners uh, uh, actually use this product because they turned me on to it, but it's a little jar of... I don't even, honestly, I don't even know what it's made out of. It's chilies. It's got sugar. It's got little crispy, like soybeans in it, but it's all in a bright red, like oil. And it's, it it stays crispy. You, you know, you don't have to refrigerate it and you basically put it on top of like ramen noodles or, um, baked sweet potato I put it on top of and it's like a spicy little crispy sauce like it's like a sauce but also it has crispy bits in it and it's absolutely delicious mm. it is spicy wow. though I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in my car go 70 miles an hour up north capital and turn into the <laughs> to get some. some immediately yeah um that's yeah, what I want to go around here anytime I, I, I <laughs> see one of the uh loud trucks or muscle cars as say they're probably on their way to north capital yeah absolutely yeah exactly. yeah, yeah so anyway um well fabulous this was That's an awesome. amazing um discussion thank you so much thanks for having me thanks all right fun. well we'll uh you'll hear from us again in a couple weeks everybody thanks for listening bye